0: Comprised of the very same elements that are the building blocks of our universe you are a galaxy welcome to yelling at birds episode 36 Matt here I'm glad you're here with me I appreciate your attention and appreciate you being here with me for this episode I actually interviewed my first human being I had Sylvia in the studio and it was uh, had a great time talking to her about some things that's going th- going on in her life right now Um... Questions about childhood, I just had a good time getting to know her. She had a really positive and unique perspective on things uh, going through, you know, maybe a difficult time, but she's got a good head on her, sho- on her shoulders. So this was my first interview, her first inter- interview. Um, so just had kind of a loose structure and just had a conversation. I was disappointed uh, to find out at the end that there was about five minutes cut out, but that's okay. We ended on a good note. We ended on a positive note. So I will stop babbling, and after a quick break for a commercial from me, by me, I'll let you listen in. Interview with Sylvia coming up next. All of this is going to be on there, too. I'm a
1: super, like, fidgeter, so... I will hear all the fidgets.
0: I'll try not to. Oh, I
1: I giggle a lot when I'm like uncomfortable and I don't not not that I'm uncomfortable But it's like if I have like a response and I'll just start like it almost is like a I hate it It's a bad trigger because I'll be even when I got arrested I was laughing When I was was having babies I was laughing the whole time they're like what the fuck is wrong with you I'm like (laughs) oh pain or any discomfort just comes out and laughs so it seems really inappropriate Like laughing at a funeral or something like that like that's not okay but okay, I do so it. I've gone through that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I need like a shirt. Like
0: <laughs> I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. I laugh. When I'm have, you, <laughs> you, have you watched the Joker? Yeah. He has those cards. Like, oh
1: no no I haven't. The new movie. No I haven't. Yeah. Okay.
0: He has a condition where he laughs like when he's uncomfortable, mm? and he actually hands cards to people when he starts like laughing in the public. Nice. So maybe I might
1: need to like check that out
0: next time you're at a funeral or, some, or something like that.
1: Right. Or any situation <laughs> like when i'm arrested no i'm just kidding yeah no Sorry. more arresting no more are getting arrested yeah. i gotta let's, keep that off
0: my stay out of that right all right so i am I, I didn't really set like an intro to this or anything like that do it i'll do so i'll film an do intro. it do you have
1: like a title to this like
0: um not yet an ode to being socially awkward interview, or something interview one yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> that's
1: creative learning and growing there you go
0: <laughs> so <laughs> i will say <laughs> hi Matt here. Welcome to Yelling at Birds. I'm here with Sylvia. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for coming down. Um, So, this is uh, my first interview, her first interview. We're just kind of figuring this out as we go along. Um, I'm just going to have a kind of a discussion. Kind of a discussion. We're going to have a discussion. So, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, I guess um, this is the first unscripted question. Uh, I, I think it was kind of important to know so why did you ex- why did you choose to do this today sure
1: that's a good one um where do I begin um I think that I've always wanted to I don't want to say share my story but I think it's great for everyone to be able to get things off their chest and whether it be on document or not or just in random conversations just really good to kind of get that out and um, when I saw this opportunity I thought it would be kind of neat to scoop it up and give me a chance to to start.
0: Absolutely, I appreciate it. I know yeah. it's been like it's just beneficial. You have hey. everybody has has hey. a story, has something to say. Yeah. And to feel like I guess free to kind of express that, it's I don't know, it's therapeutic for me. I don't know if it's that way for you too. Getting there. Nice getting there. I like to.
1: I like to. I'm usually the one like who likes to ask questions. Um, so when I was watching your videos, I was like, gosh, I I couldn't do that. I mean, I love talking about myself, but (laughs) I tend to put my foot in my mouth a lot. So I try not to talk about myself. So I like to just deflect my own, my own questions on uh, other people, like things I feel like I'm working through, but I'd rather hear their side of it. If that makes sense.
0: Sure. No, absolutely. And I'm normally... So, I'll um,
1: try not to ask you questions. I'll try not to deflect my questions. It gets there, it gets there. You. We'll see. We'll see. Um,
0: I'm normally not the driver of a conversation. I, okay. I'm usually more comfortable when there's like a couple of people talking. Somebody can like just take control. Or just yeah. if I can pass someone off to someone else to have a, have a conversation, right. I can just like put in my two cents in every once in a while. Yeah. So. This is going to be like a a fight for a lack of dominance. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I like that. So the episode title, Fight for a Lack of Dominance. There you go. I like it. Solid. Um, So we're just going to roll on through. Um, Don't really have a clean structure. We'll Mm -hmm. figure it out as we go along. Um, One question I thought that would be interesting to start with, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But um, do you remember having like a favorite meal as a child?
1: Oh, sure. I think... My favorite one was, it sounds weird, but my dad made these apple pancakes. And what, the reason that stuck out to me was he wasn't around a lot when we were kids. Um, Not that it was, not that it was um, a bad thing. I'm not really throwing him under the bus on that, but he worked a lot. And so my mom was the main caregiver um, there' was I was the youngest of four um, we ate a lot of casseroles because nice. uh, it was easy and fed kids very very well but um, no the reason I think that that was kind of my favorite was um, like I said because he wasn't around so when he was around it was like really cool like wow dad's here sure and having breakfast for dinner was always like the <laughs> coolest I mean that's like a win-win when you're a kid so yeah. that was That was really, that was it. That was it for me.
0: Okay. Apple pancakes. Apple pancakes. Nice. Do you make those No. 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 Why not?
1: Nope. Because that's what he made.
0: Okay. That's his. So that's his meal. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's him. (laughs) Sure.
1: I won't, I won't claim that.
0: Okay. Was it, um, did he just work different hours? Like.
1: Okay. So he worked, um, he worked for Cray Research okay. originally when that started up in Chippewa. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. Okay. Okay. Um, my parents are both a bunch of computer nerds. Um, nice. My mom. My mom actually went to school. It's a kind of a funny story. I don't want to get too off track here, but my mom went to school for computer programming, and um, then she chose the path to be a stay-at-home mom. Whereas um, my dad, he he. Did not get the schooling for it, but he worked his way up through a company, um, I guess like Career Research up in, in Chippewa, and um, so from there he got more and more involved with that, and pretty soon he was doing a lot of traveling for work. Um, he would be traveling all over, the United States, um, as well as to other countries, and so he was really on the go and and, um, so I don't want to say he was like absent in our lives because he wasn't like, okay. he he. When he was home, he was really great. Like, he wasn't that dad where, like, oh, I'm home from work, and I'm crabby, and da-da-da. Sure. Um, like, one of probably my favorite memories was when we were kids, um, we decided to get chickens, and we were building this chicken coop, and me and my, my brothers and sisters were all using power tools, and my mom was like, what the? Why are these kids using power tools? Sure. This isn't cool. Sure. Like, you're gone all the time. I'm trying to keep those kids alive, and now right. you're giving them power tools. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, no, no. So yeah, he just travel a lot for work and and doing that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was the irony of my mom going to school for that and then staying okay. home, and then my dad not necessarily going to school for that and him doing a career in that. And so then it just
0: kind of worked out. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom always said like, I just wanted to be an educated parent. Okay. So I mean,
0: nothing wrong with that. No, no. Nope. Did you so? he would travel a lot and then when he was home he was there and he was you know 100% It was there. so cool. Yeah. Um,
1: and that was that was cool.
0: Yeah. Does that give you a sense that he like really liked what he did? Like he didn't come home super drained. Right.
1: Yeah, he was totally passionate about it. Um it was really cool like seeing how he was really smart. I mean, both my parents are really smart. Um I mean, we had we used to have wood siding on our house and my dad was he was on it was a two story house and he would be staining the side of the house on the phone which wasn't safe but he'd <laughs> be staining ladder. on a ladder okay. with nobody holding it <laughs> he's alive still Perfect. um but anyway so he would be staining the side of the house and and on the phone with this you know somebody from um, let's say like Japan and okay. he's helping them code their computer I don't know if you're familiar with like see Plus, plus programming. Tough. Yeah. So he'd be like, made, be like made, okay, hit, you know, da, yeah. da, 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 hit the you know, hit these codes, hit enter, da, da 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 and just rambling it through his mind because sure. it was like for him riding a bike, like it was just, he was naturally good at it. I mean, hence he was able to work up through the company with just his natural talents and sure. education, well, learning education along the way.
0: Okay. Nice. That's pretty impressive. So I made a, I did this coding thing where I made like a dog walk, like, two squares okay. up and then one square to the left. Yeah. And that was it. That's pretty cool. And that was pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> Next time you got to be on a ladder painting and yeah, trying I, to do that. I can that's walk and shoot gum, but that's probably, there you probably go. about it. Okay.
0: Um, so, awesome. So, do you have, you have kids now? I do. Okay. Yes. Do they, Do you think, do you have like a special, what's your like favorite thing to make for them?
1: Ooh. Um, whatever is easy. Like. They love ramen noodles.
0: They do. It's like,
1: they're like college kids. Like, it's great. They're, 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 uh, how old are they? Four, four and six. And they like, when I'm like, oh, I don't feel like making anything. What do you want? And they'll be like, ramen noodles. I'm like, all right. And a vegetable broccoli. I'm like, sweet. Like I can do that easy. I mean, that's, I shouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's easy. Like we're really busy. Um, we don't have a lot of structure at our home. Okay. Um, that's because that's just the kind of person I am. And that was something, um, that, um, me and my ex-husband, we kind of dueled over it where he's very, um, type A personality, like very like dang bam, 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 bam structured. And I'm like, Wee, let's sure. get in the car and just go somewhere. And, um, uh, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Meals, yeah, Yeah. so meals, meals, yeah, Yeah. easy, anything easy easy. that I don't have to think about.
0: (laughs) Okay, nice. Um, So do you know, have you always been kind of not as structured?
1: Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, When I was a kid, like, it sucked. I didn't understand it because um, I don't, we were kind of talking about this really before we started this was kind of... um, Avoiding blame on other people and kind of taking responsibility for yourself. And so, um, um, my dad was fairly structured. My mom tried to be structured, but when she was, I don't want to say a single mom. I'm not, like I said, I'm not throwing my dad under the bus. He was a provider. He did what he did. My Mm -hmm. parents had, you know, pretty mutual agreement. Like you work, I stay home, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there was a fair amount of chaos and, um, um that kind of i think maybe enabled my ability to be completely unstructured if that makes sense enabling unstructured I, yeah <laughs> enabling you chaos you're the youngest i am the youngest okay and uh, i can go into that too oh my gosh my whole <laughs> my whole family oh that's a story um but yeah 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 so i've always been pretty chaotic um something that um later on in my life I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And at first I was like it made me feel broken. Like I was sick. Okay. I hated it. Um so I went and, I was in counseling for a long time for that. And at the time like anybody with uh what do you I don't say disorder, but I knew I should have gotten help, but I and I was in the process of getting help. But at that okay. point, my I wasn't ready to. I wasn't mentally accepting sure. of this diagnosis, and so um, you know, if you're not ready for change, you're gonna go against it. And so right. I spent a lot of my life in self sabotage, not understanding why I was this way. And now recently, I'm kind of kind of reflecting on that through um, what's the word? Just like self, uh, just Reflection, self, self, yeah, yeah. And, um, and 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 uh, kind of learning more about borderline personality. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I do that. I'm impulsive. Oh yeah, I have no patience. Oh yeah, like I hate sure. structure. Oh yeah, like I'm a rebel. Okay, okay, this makes sense. Like, all right, um, now what? <laughs> right. I should work on this. And so now, finally, at age 32, I'm like, um, I was, I think I was like 15 or 16 when I got the diagnosis. So like half my life ago. Sure. Um, I should have learned, but hey, hey. you gotta start somewhere. The story of this. Right <laughs> so here. basically, my whole life has yeah. just been sheer chaos, and I thrive on that though. Okay. Um, when I'm given any kind of structures, I kind of push boundaries. I push back. Okay. Um, it's gotten me and my fair share of trouble, um, which we can may or may not talk about. Um, but. Um, it is also great because i think um it kind of has given me the opportunity to be a free free thinker i guess sure and i think we need that more in this world because so many people are so stuck in their boxes and so there's that balance and that was something that kind of actually brought me and my ex-husband together is because he was so like here is the box everything Mm -hmm. goes in the box and you're So much more out there and he was drawn to that sure, but over time as we got older we kind of realized like um, Like I can't fit in your box and you can't step out of your box And so this has now caused tension and we need to go our separate ways. Um, We're still great friends. We get along great Um, So it's not hasty like I kind of hate talking about my ex-husband because it sounds super derogatory Um, but we get along great. And so a lot of people go, oh, your ex-husband, like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I had one lady recently was like, how how is it that you and your ex-husband get along so well? I'm like, because we're adults? Like, we're not, sure. I don't know, we're, we're mature about it. You know, I think a lot of people go into divorce. Um, I mean, sometimes there are really bad things that happen, so I can't totally throw them under the bus. Right. And, you know, and call them childish or immature or whatever, but... Um, we, we were blessed that we just were like, Hey, I'm done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We're still friends. It's great.
0: Now you have, yeah. So you're kind of team taking care of the children and. Yeah.
1: And we run a business out. together too. Even. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me talk about that. I don't want to get too off topic.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll <laughs> put a pin on that one. That's. Well, but well, that does show, I mean, that. it just shows a lot of maturity um, that
1: I never thought you know, of myself as a mature person until like, wow, hey, I'm a lot more mature than I ever thought I was like pat right. on the back, pat on the back for that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Winning. I mean, usually. Well, no, I have no idea. I won't comment on that. But no, that shows a lot <laughs> maturity. Um, I was going to make some like some hype. I was going to speak in hyperbole and it wouldn't be it wouldn't really make sense. Um, so you do that. Did you, when you were, when you were younger, was there, um, I guess, what were you hoping like your life would be about when
1: hmm. you were younger? Great. Do you want to be a fire,
0: a fire person? No. An no.
1: Or? Animals. 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 I loved animals. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom still is like, she gives me kind of. Can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Absolutely. Okay.
0: It'll it'll make my mom f- not want to listen. Feels but...
1: really good to swear, like. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Um, so my mom gave me a lot of shit. There we okay. go. Felt good shit. She gave me a lot of shit for, um, and still to this day, she likes to bring it up. Um, I don't know if she does it to like shame me, but I kind of laugh about it. Um, so we kind of grew up, up. I grew up in the country. Um, I'm from Chippewa Falls originally, and okay. so Hallie is right between Chippewa and Claire. And so my parents have a ton of land. And so, anyways, so um, I used to catch like field mice and like garter snakes, sure. and I would keep them in like a box under my bed. Nice. My mom was like, "How did you not get rabies? Like, how did you not get bit by these by these mice?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't why I did it. I have no idea. Like, okay, I was just I was like." quirky kid I guess um you know it's kind of fun to laugh about it now but at the time it's like why did I do that and then and now having my own kids it's like oh man they're probably gonna do these same things like
0: imagine like each kid with like a box of like mice and snakes I would be all about it
1: I'd be like I did that same (laughs) stuff (laughs) um you know I think that makes me a bad parent because I think I can relate too much at a childish level but at the same time um I think my kids appreciate that because I'm not the mom who was like a dictator. I'm very, sure. uh, they call it like helicopter parenting versus free range parenting, I think is a term for okay. that. Um, so anyway, so, so back to that, back to animals. Um, so I loved animals, um, because, oh gosh, um, I think because they, and this is going to sound super cliche, um animals don't judge you. You know, I think I was youngest of four. My mom was busy raising my siblings. I don't want to throw under the bus like, oh, she was too busy for me. because, But she ha- she was dealt a pretty gnarly hand. Okay. And so um, I just kind of kept to myself. And I was always kind of introverted as well. And so being around animals to me was just kind of my way of, um, I like to be a caretaker, a people pleaser. Sure. And people kind of suck. Because they're judgmental and and are hard to please. So animals, okay. I felt like you know, in taking care of them, it was really rewarding. So I always thought like that I'd be like a veterinarian or working at a pet stop or something, um, pet shop. But um, I actually did. I was I worked at a humane association for okay. a while at a high school, and I loved it. Um, I loved taking care of the animals, but it really wasn't. For me, because I kind of found that as I grew older, um, I preferred human interaction. Once I kind of found my own voice and stuff. As a kid, sure. you know, you're kind of like do what kids do. You know, mom and dad tell me this. My parents tell me this. You know, um, society tells me this is what I'm supposed to do as a kid. So, um, so for me, I found my coping mechanisms to be around animals and stuff. And okay. so, yeah. What was the question? The question was what I thought I would be when I grew up. Yeah.
0: You got there. And
1: so I thought I was going to (laughs) be like a vet, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm a gym owner. (laughs) You're a gym owner? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Um,
0: Well, animals, I mean, another, they don't judge, but it is pretty heartbreaking when like an animal's walking towards you, then it walks towards someone else. It does feel like you kind of got judged a little bit. No. No. I'm I'm just
1: like, okay, I'll take that as a sign. Like, Like, we weren't, we were not meant to cross (laughs) paths right now. Yeah.
0: Sure. They also don't have any expectations of you, really.
1: Generally not. That Um, you know of. Generally not. Oh gosh, you know my cat does. She's like, you need to pet me now.
0: Okay. And you
1: know she'll lay on my face, and those are expectations. Like, and I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. Get off my face.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. So Then, so I guess what I guess what changed in that mm-hmm. path like we mm-hmm. wanted to work maybe wanted to work with animals, wanted to okay. Um, I know the, we you want have, the timeline, we all have those things, yeah. That like I wanted to be, I think I wanted to be like a pro baseball player or something like that, yeah. We, did those you? Things.
1: Is that an example, or did I you did. actually want no, to be? I did not,
0: uh, I did actually, um, but. Something in the timeline changes, and you—you mm-hmm. got to accept everybody. It. Yeah, you can't t- somewhat, keep some way. control
1: all the time. You have to just go with it. Yeah.
0: So what? I guess what what changed? In what, the
1: changed? what changed? What um, changed? um. Oh gosh. What changed was when my sister. So I have four siblings. Um, I have an older sister. She's my half sister. Um, she's ten years older than me. And, um, I always called her my sister because I was what, I don't even know I was, uh, I think, I think she was like, yeah, she she was ten when I was born. So sure. from then on out, she was always my sister. You just knew her as that. Yeah, and um, and she's Native American, and I'll kind of go into this later. Um, but then I have my older brother who, um, is a lot like me, where we're very like, our minds are racing, we have to stay busy. Um, he got himself into a lot of um, unfortunately legal problems um, mm-hmm. because of it, and um, and I'm getting to my i getting to my answer on this. I like to kind of That's dance right. around a question to, to tell the
0: story. Kind of Spiraling I into it, I do. Yeah. It'll make
1: I'm like foreshadowing. All uh, right, it's
0: a toe in the pool. It's I a am. Fit in the pool
1: right I now. am. Sure. So and so that was my brother, and then I had another sister who was uh, three, two or three years older than me. And she had a lot of medical complications growing up, um, so like I said, my mom was kind of dealt a pretty gnarly hand. Sure. Um, she had my sister when she was in high school, then my brother was born, just a rebel spirit, and then my sister was <laughs> sure. born um, with medical medical issues. And so, when she had passed away in 2008, um, it was it was it was hard. And um, at the time, I really. We all saw it coming, it wasn't like sudden, she just died of finally, like her body was just shutting down okay. after all the medications she was on and stuff. Um, so anyway, so when she passed away, I was like, I kind of saw it as this opportunity to help because at the time I couldn't help where I wanted to. And so from there I tiered into um, working with people with cognitive disabilities. Um, I worked at like a as a group house And so I like that. Once again, I'm kind of going back to being a nurturer, Mm -hmm. caretaker. Um, And that's because I think I did a lot of deflecting because I couldn't take care of myself. So I found I could get my needs fixed by taking care of other people, other things, other, you know, whatever. Um, So after she passed away, then I got into that. Well, then later down the road, I did, like, a ton of jobs. I think most people, they say, like, have, like, five careers in their life. I think I at one, any any one time I have at least three jobs. Okay. So I probably had uh, easily over 100 jobs since I started employment at the age of six, 15, 16. Okay. So, okay, so now to go into um, – so, yeah, I was, like, I was going to be a vet. All right, I'm going to work with people. I'm going to work with, like, helping people with, like, disabilities. All right, you know, um, but then from there – I did some other dabbling. Um, I went to college for business management. My parents were like, all right, you know, go work for a big business, a nine to five job, do these things. Mm. And I was like, "Ah, nah, like, that's not for me. Right. It's not for me. Yeah, I can't do structure. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that. So, uh, in the end, okay, so when I was younger, out of high school, I thought, oh, okay, from here on, I was going to go into the Air Force. I was going to travel the world. I was going to try, try and seek structure. Sure. Um, didn't happen. I think that everything happens for a reason. I think I would have probably not done well. Honestly, looking back at it now, I'm glad I didn't um, because I probably would have like gotten kicked out. <laughs> so from there on out, now I, I run a gym and I really okay. like that. Um, that kind of fell into my pocket. Um, I never thought I was gonna have kids. Never thought I'd get married, but got married, had kids. Um, me and my ex-husband were really into fitness, and um, and we saw this opportunity to to take over this gym that was already pre-established. Nice. And so we kind of walked into it. the The previous owner moved on and, and lives his life out in California now. And so now we're doing that. I get to help people doing like fitness, reaching their fitness goals. So I'm um, getting mm-hmm. my. Needs met doing that now, so a lot changed from veterinarian to schooling okay. to business owner, and who knows what's next.
0: But it, I mean, it sounds like like nurturing was like the base of it, evidently. The base of it
1: all which surprise. I right. mean, I always thought like, oh, I never wanted to have kids. I'm gonna be a real crap parent because like I have no structure. And then I was right. like, oh, that doesn't matter because I can be a caretaker.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Absolutely,
1: that's a superpower.
0: And... Yeah. Occasionally there's like things that you're not good at imposing on yourself. Uh-huh. You're maybe better at like to, like do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Yeah. But in a yeah. different way. And
1: and still even don't fun. do what I say because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an instigator. <laughs> you're
0: right, right. Um do you have like I guess as far as your as your I won't you don't have to go too deep into anything that you don't want to. But um, as far as like your kids, like what are your, do you have any like hopes or like what are your hopes for their lives? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it, um, do you have like specific, a general hope or is there more like hands off? Um, whatever happens, happens.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, so my kids are young right now. Like I mentioned, they're, they're six and, and – uh, she's five. She's not four. She just turned five in November. It's horrible. I'm a bad mom. I got two kids and I can't keep track of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so she just turned five in November. And um, so as far as – what did you say? Like how I want to, like, I guess, what raise are you, them.
0: Like, or looking 10, 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. like how do you want their lives to be?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as a parent, all you can do is wing it, because um, you know there's the whole nature versus nurture, all right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have to accept that because there are traits that my children are going to be born with, um, and there is only so much I can do to help kind of guide them along the process. Um, some things that you know. <clears throat> For me, were um, you know I just really wanted to raise them. I want to raise them to be open-minded, you know, compassionate, just to stay competent in what they do. Um, uh, you know, you're asking me, so I mean, this is hard because when I originally kind of thought about this question was like, okay, when I was dual parenting, you know, I still am, but mm-hmm. when me and my husband were together. You know, he had a lot of different views than I did, sure. And that's neat because um, I think that kids need both ideas. Um, you know, he's a little bit more structured, mm-hmm. and whereas I'm, I'm not. Um, and probably one of the biggest things is that you know I believe in you know a lot of environmental awareness and stuff. Whereas I'm not saying he doesn't believe in that, but he's just not. As concerned about it, so for me, um, I really want to see my kids just really prosper, um, keep, um, you know, have a voice. Sure. Um, it was really interesting on my way out here. I was listening to NPR and they were talking about kids having the superpower of of um, having a voice, and right. and then you know it's really neat now because there's all these social media platforms where they can now have this voice and become activists. And stuff like that and when I heard that I was like oh my gosh I hope my kids do that kind of stuff Okay. Um, yeah. I think I'm doing a pretty good job opening them up to that um <clears throat> you know I always wanted them to be raised with I always wanted to they're still young I'm hoping <laughs> um, I'm hoping you know they have good morals and good ethics um I was raised Catholic um wasn't for me really guilt-based okay. I think maybe that might have been like why I'm so rebellious because I was like oh I can't live guilt-ridden
0: sure.
1: um sure. but um I've recently um I've got them into the church we started going to church recently and they've been going to Sunday school um and that's really cool so kind of wrap around to what my sister my sister is Native American and um kind of got this like it's kind of a funny story is uh, my parents, like I said, live in the country. Okay. They have this huge garden. And what was it, a couple summers ago when my sister was home, she was telling my uh, my oldest daughter about the corn spirits, which was, I can't remember the tribe off the top of my head, but it was basically about um, this tribe, you know, had this really abundance of corn, and they, I don't know to they abused it? You know, for anybody who is, like, aware of this story, I don't want to be like, saying it wrong sure but um basically um they they became for lack of better words like gluttonous on it and so my sister went this whole story with my or my uh, my uh, my daughter and so where i'm tying this together is my sister just came home recently for um for thanksgiving which she doesn't celebrate thanksgiving it's like indigenous sure. people month or whatever yeah. Um, but anyways, so my, my, uh, my daughter ran up to her and was like, Hey, Hey, you know, I want to tell you the story of Christmas I learned at Sunday school, you know, um, you know, Mary and Joseph were traveling to Bethlehem and along the way they saw the corn spirit and were eating the corn. And my sister and I were just like, wow, that's kind of neat. Tying the, the, you yeah. know, the awareness of mother nature mm-hmm. to Christian beliefs of Mary and Joseph. So I think it's been really cool kind of, kind of watching them watching her do that, um, kind of finding her own way. And so kind of where I'm getting back with this is is that I really want them to have strong ethics and morals, which I think nowadays is becoming not as prominent. Um, You know, I think everyone has their own views on why that is. Um, But coming from a religious standpoint, um, you know, I've had this talk with of my gym clients who are religious with me um and we were talking about you know what if everybody just lived by the ten commandments i mean some of them are a little more religious based but you know in general just don't don't steal don't lie don't you know right all these and i think that in raising my kids in, in a church has really helped instill these morals and ethics um it's a good supplement because I maybe don't always make the best choices. I were kind of saying, do as I say, not as I do. And, okay. yeah. and I think, you know, I don't always know what's best. And so, you know, it kind of takes a community to raise a child. And so right. by having, you know, this, these church influences, the influences through my, my sister and stuff and, and, and whatnot, and at school and different things. So, you know, I don't really push any general religious beliefs on them, but um, I just want them to just be just good freaking people. Yeah. And, and, you know, eventually have a voice down the road and, um, yeah. Nice. Does that answer the question And I, I think like, so, yeah.
0: In a rant, no, roundabout type you way. <laughs> so, kind of, um, so you were, you were raised with a little more structure, no. No? Okay. But, <laughs> I just um, went to Catholic, Catholic school. Okay. That's different. And, and it kinda ended when you left. It ended there. I,
1: yeah. No, I went up <clears throat> to Catholic schools until sixth grade. Okay. Um, and then and then from there, um, you know, I begged and pleaded my parents like I hate this. I hate it. I'm so miserable. I can't handle this just constant guilt and judgment. Mm-hmm. Which I think was really cool at a young age to realize that. You know, I don't think enough kids are that aware of their feelings, you know, kind of okay. going back to being like, okay, just do as you say, you know, just do what you're told. Um, but I was just like, this isn't really for me. Um, yeah, so wasn't structured, sort of, you know, um, yeah, yeah, Catholic schools were structured, but right. I chose to not allow that structure to happen.
0: All right, rebel against it a little bit. Heck yeah. Okay, so you have. Um, Another thing, if you want to talk about it, you have a, a date coming up. Important yeah. Do you, not a cute date, though. Not a cute date. Do you want to, <laughs> talk, about you want to talk
1: about that? I can. Um, so this was actually what, you know, social media is so cool. Um, so I had kind of stumbled across your Facebook page and started watching your videos and stuff. And you were talking about I don't, can can I deflect this on you? You absolutely can. All right. Um, I'll let you, I mean, I guess people are listening to this or watching it kind of probably have an idea of like what you're going through. Sure. Um, so when I watched your videos and you were talking about, you, you had mentioned this one about how you were going through your OWI treatment court. And I was like, holy shit, like, wow. Me too. Only, only, um, I don't have to go through that. (laughs) Um, I had recently gotten a third offense, OWI, here in, in, in La Crosse County. Um, not proud of it, um, but there's been a 10-year gap between, between this, these offenses. Sure. Um, so yeah, my date, yeah, um, in like a week, I've got a sentencing for that, um, I got a pretty decent, I got a lawyer, and I have got a pretty decent plea agreement. Um, okay. And so, you know, yeah. Um, you know, and this whole, having this third OWI, it sucks. It sucks a lot, and I've got a lot of hoops i got to jump through. But sure. it was, you know, I'm not, I'm really not the type to, to wallow in myself Pity. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I did. This summer I was wallowing in, like a wow. big baby because yeah. of the fear of the unknown because, you know, I had this court case kind of lingering over me. Um, basically, lacrosse was going through a couple of different DAs and stuff, so the the process took a lot longer than they anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's so OWI. So what I'm saying is that, you know, I'm, I'm accepting responsibility for it. You know, I, I messed up. You know, I shouldn't have done what I did, but I did. And it was a huge lesson in pride. Um, You know, it's kind of stupid. But, you know, before I got in the vehicle, it was like, hey, you know, we should probably call an Uber. But it was like, we didn't really have that much to drink. So, like, we're good. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was. Clearly I wasn't, you know, when I saw... The lights. So I, was, I, you know, you had a recent video about, you know, the the process of what goes through your head when you get pulled over. Yeah, well, and I was that was raw. I was like, oh yeah, yep, yep.
0: So what much. was going through your head? You, um, see the, you see the lights.
1: I was like, well, that sucks. You know, I thought I didn't know why. Um, basically, the way that uh, the 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 stop happened was I was leaving a bar, and um, we were. We didn't really have a plan and that's you know i think you mentioned this too is when you go out and if you don't have a plan that's when shit happens sure okay um so me and my friend were like let's go out and have a drink so we went out had a few drinks in lacrosse we're like you know we didn't really have a plan of where we were gonna stay um and so anyways so um we were driving to go to this person's house we had just met at the bar um And he's like, okay, you know, take her right here. So I came to a stop, pursued going forward. But as I did that, um, um, the cop was coming and supposedly we had almost T-boned. And I don't remember that, whether it was like, you know, traumatic or just not thinking. You know, and and that happens sometimes. People, you know, they don't, they're just not thinking However, unfortunately for me, I had alcohol in my system, so that really doesn't hold up in court, you know, like, right. if I wouldn't have a drink, it would have been like, oh, you know, okay, well, you didn't, you know, you, whatever, you weren't paying attention, people were distracting you, whatever. Um, and so, um, like I said, it was kind of a lesson in pride, um, and also, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, everything happens for a reason, you know, I look back at it now, like, what if I would have gone to this person's house, and something bad would have happened? Yeah. Um we don't know you know, how. what if I didn't get this third OWI and I continued making poor choices? You know, I think that this was a really huge lesson of like a slap in the face of reality. Like, all right, you know, you have some things you need to change and work on. And mm-hmm. now is the time to do it.
0: Right. Um, I want to talk about, uh, you mentioned poor choices. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know where you are kind of in your past. You know, right. I, I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. And I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anybody can say that. Um, I just that's that's just kind of where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest parts, it's sobriety is one part of it. Mm-hmm. You can't really have one of with without the other. But you can't really have. Um, but sobri- like for me, like sobriety is just that's kind of the, a small part because sure. that's just kind of a symptom of a bigger problem or mm-hmm. something else that's like deeply affecting you that you're deflecting onto alcohol or other choices. Do you feel
1: like you drank to, like, a lot of people do it for self-medicating, whether it's just, like, you're dealing with things in your brain and you're just, like, trying to avoid it. Was that kind Absolutely. of... Okay.
0: So part of recovery is knowing the why. Yep, Is having un- your why. I'm still... So I'm still kind of circling around the why myself, but do you kind of have any ideas of, like, when you were making poor choices or, you know, you mentioned before, like self-destructive tendencies. Mm -hmm. Do you know why?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. After years and years and years in counseling, um, I think um, I've become incredibly self-aware. And sometimes having that, it's this really fucked up freedom in the ability to purposely sabotage it. Sure. Like, oh, I know all the answers. I know what I should do, but... I'm just not really ready to accept it and do it.
0: Okay.
1: And so it's a, it's a really fine line to be. It's like, you know, it's like tight walking. Like, I know I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyways. You know, it's just kind of fun to be right on, you know, right on the edge. Um, so, um, so what was your question? Like, what is my why? What am I going through? Am I in like recovery? What was is that what your question was? Well, I
0: didn't say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, um, if you are in recovery, like I didn't, I guess we didn't sure. kind of discuss that. But like, yeah, what's... What's up? What are some of those whys? What's
1: up? My whys. All right. Um, one really, what was my a turning point, I guess, is maybe really how I want to answer this is, um, is that it's so silly. So silly. You know, I think everything happens for a reason, you know, and some people believe in in fate or the universe or godly moments or coincidences but I was watching this one um, movie on Amazon Prime it was Brittany runs a marathon and it was like a like a holy holy crap moment like wow like I'm going through that you know I'm not I'm in self-sabotage okay. um, I don't love my body right now. It's so ironic. I own a gym, but I'm not working out because I'm wallowing my own pity and stuff right now. Oh, there goes my pen. Um, <laughs> no, I'll be good. Um, so, anyway, so you know, I was wallowing my self pity. I wasn't working out. I was overweight. Um, I needed I needed something. I needed some sort of structure, some sort of why. And when I watched that, her her turning point was you know she was. I don't want to ruin this for people who want to watch this movie, but... Spoiler alert. Spoiler if, alert. Uh, you Spoiler plan on alert. watching
0: Britney, wa- Britney Runs a Marathon... Brittany Runs a Marathon. Stop listening for a little Stop bit. Stop listening. Okay.
1: Um, so she goes to the doctor, and he's like, girl, you're overweight. And she was like, no, I'm not. And then, okay. you know, and and it shows her going out and partying and really self-destructive behavior. And it was like, oh, snap, like, that's me. Um, and he was like, you need to change something. And she... She finally was like, You know, what if, what if I just need to lose? Oh, that's what it was. She went to go to a gym, and the personal trainer was like, Yeah, it costs this much to work out here. And she's like, But running outside is free. And he's like, Right. Okay, but you can pay me.
0: <laughs> but don't. But
1: don't. Don't do that. I'm a gym owner. I totally feel you. But I like to push people to do what works for them. So, anyways, so sure. she was like, I'm going to start running outside. And so she starts doing that. And then pretty soon sets a goal to run, I don't know if it was her or somebody else in the movie, was like, let's run the Boston Marathon. Okay. And so that kind of kept her on track and gave her something to to, do, to look forward to. Sure. And for me, um, and this is going to circle back to what you were talking about in that, the video, was, you know, when you're sitting in jail, you're thinking about all the things like, like, what did I just do? You know, I thought about when I was sitting in jail after my arrest was... <laughs> I had gotten arrested, luckily not on a Friday night. It was a right. Saturday morning, so I only had to sit for the few hours. Just that day, yeah. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I'm sitting in jail. I was like, oh my gosh, I have kids. I have a business. Like, I have so much shit going for me right now, and I'm messing it up. Right. And that was finally, you know, between between that and kind of watching this movie, it was like this really big reality of like, I gotta really like grow up and get my shit together, you Mm -hmm. know, and I got a future to live. And, you know, and in being, you know, having this borderline personality disorder, which has some really dark highs and lows, um, you know, and struggling with depression and stuff, I easily fall into this pit of pity And where it's like you get really hopeless and like suicidal and like really dark and I and I did that after my OWI I was like all right so all right so I gotta get my life together and then all of a sudden I was like but why like what's I got nothing after this like my life's over and I kind of went into this conflict self-conflict with myself sure of like you know I got really hopeless for a while and it sucked and it was really dark and scary and like I felt really bad for my kids but Um, I had a lot of support through friends from church and family and stuff. Um, and it was hard for me to snap out of it, but when I finally was ready, you know, kind of what I was talking about before, it's like, you're not going to change till you're ready. Right. And finally, I don't know what it was, but, um, through just once again, you know, watching this movie, kind of running into old friends and new friends who have kind of guided me into like this whole self-discovery has been huge. And so, my why has become like, I got it. why? Because I have to. I got kids. I got a life. You mm-hmm. know, life's, it's so easy to be selfish and, you know, when you're really down and out to think about suicide, this is a really dark topic here. Yeah. But it's easy to kind of fall into that pit, but then, you know, once, not, unfortunately not everyone can pull themselves out and that sucks, but. right. That I won't go into. I have views on that, and that's a whole nother video someday when I start my own podcast I can talk about.
0: <laughs> I won't take that from you. Don't do it. Okay.
1: Did I answer your question? I think I did.
0: That's not That's not the why I was asking.
1: The about. why. Oh, yeah. well, gosh. Why so, can't I just that's directly a good one. ask that's, it?
0: that's a good one. Like, why are you hopeful or, like, why are you moving why forward? Why am I? But yeah. The why I'm talking about is, um, like, why make those choices? Like, the destructive choices. Oh, the destructive choices. I, so, one...
1: Because one, it's fun. Because doing bad things is fun. That's why. Well, there's there's that. <laughs> um,
0: because the, generally, like, and I'm still working my mine out too. Um, this I'm making an assumption about happy people, which I'm not an expert on that. But generally, people that are fulfilled and happy and um, excited about what they're doing in their lives and what you know what tomorrow brings usually they're not making those choices mm. that that I would make, that mm-hmm. I made. Right. That. And some people just make mistakes. You know, you'd make an error in judgment, and you're not really thinking clearly when And you're that's why I feel
1: like those things, everything happens for a reason and that, like life sure. lessons.
0: So do you think that there's anything um, other than kind of what you highlighted a little bit? And I'm not um, – I don't know a lot about borderline personality disorders. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that can be, you know, in there too. Um, but do you think, do you know, do you feel like there's any underlying reason why you had, other than that, those destructive tendencies or the the desire to kind of challenge what you thought you knew?
1: Hmm. Um, I think a lot of that, lies in having that diagnosis um i recently came across two like really epic articles about people who were struggling with this disorder and um one was a girl who kind of talked about her impulsivity and her path in self-destruction another guy was talking about his emptiness through self-destruction and stuff um and yes, I have an answer of why I do self-destructive things, but that's uh, not really something I want to talk about. You know, when I was younger, okay. I had some some trauma in my life. And through that, it really fucked with my, my brain and led me to do things that I probably shouldn't have done. And a lot of that... Sh- Corresponds with, um, I'm talking a lot slower because I'm trying to be impeccable with my words on this one. Um, uh, With the choices I've made through drinking and other things um, to kind of cope with the trauma I had when I was younger.
0: Sure. So that answers that without going too deep. Yeah, without forcing you into answering more. Um, Yeah, I kind of feel like. We have these, you know, we maybe people have gone through things, you know, certain things like you have all these feelings and emotions and you don't really know what to do with them. And I know. So to take some of that away from you or to take it off of you and put it on me a little bit, um, I know a lot of the choices I've made were, you know, feelings of uh, like I was capable of a lot more that I maybe expected too much out of myself. Fear of success. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know, but, well, that's no, mine. That's I probably my epic underlining self-sabotage yeah. fear of success. I, I, you know, kind of f- failed upward, upwards in some things. And I had, you know, jobs that paid me pretty well, mm-hmm. um, for my age. And I remember wanting to, you know, having days where at least a day a week where I want to just forget about it. And sure. cause I wasn't, I wasn't living up to the expectations I had of my, for myself. Um, and all those feelings of disappointment, of underperforming, of isolation, I just drank the, like, I drank those to forget Mm -hmm. those things. And I drank those to escape all of that. Mm -hmm. Because when you're blacked out, you're not really thinking about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you might have one, like, late night deep thought session with, um, that turns into a long, uh, regretful Facebook post here and there, but that's about it. <laughs> you can delete those. Yeah, those you can delete, <laughs> or just kind of swim in them. <laughs> but okay, so then, um, what are your thoughts going? Like, what's you have the date? Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's sitting there. It's real. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Good. I finally can get it over. Sure. Um, it was originally set. For a month ago, but um, before Christmas, but I had asked my attorney to, you know, can you just kind of push it out a month so I can kind of get through Christmas with my family and my kids. Sure. And so I got pushed out to to now. I tried pushing it out again um, to because I've gotten some really cool job opportunities and stuff going on right now. But, um, you know, I think. It's great to try and delay the inevitable, but even that can cause extra stress. So Mm -hmm. the fact that I can't push it out any further, it's kind of frustrating with a level of a sigh of relief. Because, you know, it's just like if you keep pushing out, like I said, delaying the inevitable can, and especially in anything like this where it's not a good inevitable, it's a crappy inevitable.
0: Those are usually the things we delay, the crappy ones. Yeah
1: um yeah so yeah it's gonna be huge um it'll be nice to just get it over with um uh so some of the consequences i have with my actions is i'm not gonna have a license and that's gonna suck but luckily i live in a small town um with lots of really great friends um they're gonna help me get my kids to and from school um carpooling um, I don't live far from school, but we're in winter. I say that with quotes because right. it's like 40 degrees out today.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but so I've got some really great opportunities for the kids to get cars, carpool to and from school. Um, luckily, I only work a mile from my house so I can walk to work. Okay. Um, but probably the biggest thing I'm going to have to jump through is... Um, so part of my plea deal, I was I was supposed to sit X amount of days in jail, but... I'm able to get my my case transferred over to um, to the county I live in and with that um, we don't have such things as like the OWI treatment court and stuff okay. so it's kind of a neat little loophole um, so I don't have to go through those things but it's also really nice so I'm gonna be on electronic monitoring which is gonna be great okay. so I'll be able to stay home sleep in my own bed be with my kids right. Um, but that comes at a cost. Um, I'm gonna apply for Huber, which is where I'll be able to get to work and stuff Right. Comes at a cost. Yeah um, And so that's where it's just really tricky. This really hard balance of where our justice system sucks and They're just so money hungry. I mean, it's like For I get it. I mean, you know and, and having every, a cost on everything it prevents people from wanting to repeat offenders but um, Sometimes you know, when I got my first two, I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is really expensive. I'm never going to do it again." Right I did it again um, and and so I mean, sometimes what's going to happen is going to happen, but um, so yeah, the cost sucks and the, the holes and the, the things I'm gonna have to jump through is gonna suck, but it's just the consequence I got to deal with. so right. I'm kind of glad that I get to just get it over
0: with Do you have um... On top of that, are there any other like extra things that you're hoping to do on your own? Um, like you have, you'll have monitoring, yep. uh, monitoring license rev- revocation, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff, mm-hmm. fines, and, and the interlock um, in my car. And, that, right? and... Um, is there anything? Do you feel like you need to be kind of like in recovery mode or anything like that? No, or do you just no. got to get through it.
1: I'm pretty, so kind of going back to.
0: Well, you've, yeah.
1: So going back to like my years of counseling, I'm Mm -hmm. so freaking self aware. So it's like for me, I can handle these things pretty easily. Sure. Um, I always known all the answers. I knew all the things I should do, but I just chose not to. So now it's like, ah, crap. I got an OWI. I shouldn't drink. So I'm like, okay, I won't drink. For me, it's easy. I was like, simple as that. Don't drink? Okay, I won't. You know, and I'm, I guess I'm blessed in that way. I'm not like, flaunting how how cool I am enabling to do it and being ability the ability to do that Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean f but yeah 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 so so um wait what was the question
0: (laughs) um we're still talking about oh the recovery we're talking about like any like do you feel like you're like need to be in recovery no and I kind of figured no
1: because um I'm in a really cool place right now Um, I've you know, over the over the summer when I was wallowing my doubt, you know, I um probably at that point I needed that. I needed that. I really needed that because that was kind of I guess my recovery wasn't so much with drinking as much as just getting a grasp of control over myself again. Okay. Um and through that, you know, I've 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 practiced healthier coping mechanisms, um, such as just obviously, you know, those those great things like drinking more water, mm-hmm. exercising, you know, all these things. Those life things. So all these things I was actually doing, my life was on track. And then I was going to church, I was working out, I had my shit together, and then um, everything just flipped on a dime when um, I had gotten into a relationship that wasn't healthy and um, I just got out of my separation with my husband. Um, I was super vulnerable. I got into this relationship where I tried fixing this person who wasn't ready to be fixed. And sure. I allowed myself to be drugged down and started drinking heavily. You know, and I've always been able to fairly drink responsibly, but I wasn't. And my life was going in this downward spiral. And that's when all this stuff happened. Um, and so and it was like I said, it was a lesson on pride and self-discovery. And so now it's like, all right, you know, time to get my stuff together. Um, you know, and doing healthier things. So my 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 recovery process has just been more on myself, where um, you know, and just talking with people, getting these things off my chest, doing healthier things, kind of mm-hmm. going back to where my life was prior to. Everything that happened in early 2019. Okay. Um. So I was doing good, but then you know, I get old, self-sabotage just like got the best of me.
0: Right. So it's. I mean, it sounds like you're building. I mean, you're just building a life of better choices. Yep. Like going back
1: to day. where I was. You know, sure. I, I had a. I've always had a pretty decent life. I would say. Um. Pretty optimistic. Pretty happy-go-lucky. But you know, I have. Everyone's we're human. We have our good days and bad days. Yeah. Unfortunately, with like having this borderline personality disorder, it's either I'm really high or I'm really low. Okay. And so that's where it's really hard to. I have to just keep myself positive and surrounded by happy people because, you know, it just takes one person for me to just go into a downward spiral.
0: Sure. When you're in your when you're in your highs and lows, I mean you're um, self-aware. So when you're in your highs and lows, do you do you have that? voice that mm-hmm. like self-aware voice going yeah. like you're just in the low right yep. now yeah
1: sort okay. of sort of when i'm high that voice is like you're high I keep riding this high let's fucking
0: party let's yeah. do
1: this um oh my gosh i have I, I, there's an article like i said those, those two articles explain this perfectly um and then when you're in your low though that voice is there but um it's it's a negative voice it's like a you suck you know you're you're just gonna keep doing nothing with your life and even when i'm high that voice is still there Mm -hmm. but i'm like shut up like i'm doing good things but that's where i'm easily influenced where um um you know when it just takes one person or one thing you know i don't know i think it's natural to lay in bed and be like Oh my gosh! I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done this, you know. Sure. And and I have I struggle with my self awareness in telling that part of me to like just shut up. Like, no, you're good. You're good. You're a good person. Like, don't yeah. don't listen to that. Um, yeah.
0: And it's just the battle, kind of. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, everyone deals couple with of it. in your head, right?
1: Everyone deals with it, but I think Absolutely. in having what I what. You know, and having this, it's just a lot more amplified.
0: Right. Yeah. What are some other elements involved with that? With, like, your borderline personality disorder? (laughs) Everything. 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 (laughs) Everything.
1: Okay. Um, It's just having, you know, impulsive tendencies. Um, Having... um, you know, a lot of people with it are impatient. Um, okay. We're very, like, we say things that maybe we'll regret. We do things we might regret. You know, self-sabotage is a huge part of it. These are all very negative things, but they're not. You know, it sounds really negative, like, oh, you're impulsive. Oh, crap. Could, like, yeah, you do well. bad things. But it's, like, not because we make the world fun. No, i <laughs> just kidding. We're cool people. No, no, yeah. no. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's goods and bads to it, you know, and it's just finding like anything, you know, um, you know, it's just finding the good things that come from this, from having this. Um, so your question was, you know, what are some things part of it? Um, so like I said, that impulsivity, that's Mm -hmm. probably the biggest one that resonates with me. Um, because I do, I'm very like all gun ho, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all. But I kind of easily forget about my surroundings. You know, we, I kind of tend to be a selfish person because of it. Um, so it's really hard to like pump the brakes. And that's where it's like being surrounded by people who can understand you and understand it. And I'm not going to walk around and be like with a shirt that says, I have borderline personality disorder. Right. You know, kind of we we're talking about this earlier, like I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. I say <laughs> things I shouldn't say, you know, and I and I think, yeah, it would be great if we could all walk around with shirts that, you know, say like, you know, they have dog collars, like that say, oh, this, I bite, or right. or whatever, you know, I'm I'm aggressive. I think we all walk around. With, <laughs> we all, all walk around with shirts. Or at least some hats or something. And that said, yeah, yeah. You, know, our hand out, you know, we're talking about handing out cards and stuff. Like, look, you know, it'd be so much easier. But then that, it would be easier, but it kind of kills the mystery of getting to know somebody. Right. If we're all walking around so transparent.
0: And then that would fall to, right, because, like, that is... It might affect a lot of what you do and who you are, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not who you are right It's part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. so and being so the light part of being like impulsive and stuff is I think that um I I, I get shit done, you know um, like sure. it's like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it now mm-hmm. um and so and through that you know i've I've done a lot of things. Okay, so here's another side of being in- impulsive is that I don't have time to think. I just do. Sure. So, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, gosh, you know, I really should do this project. You know, I think, you know, I really like to. Um... So one example is I'm planning on putting together the Vagina Monologues in Black River Falls. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with what those are.
0: My college girlfriend took me to them.
1: Yeah, well, them. they're intense. <laughs> um, my sister did um because she's got a background in domestic violence advocacy. And then my niece just put them on at her college last year. And so, I was like, this is something I've always wanted to do. It's been sitting on the back burner, but it's like one day I was like, I just wanna do it. And I saw the opportunity, and this is where that impulsiveness came in. Um, is so when you, they're supposed to be done between the month of February and March. Sure. And I'm like, what? It's like, what's well, the beginning of January? Like, I can put it on. Nothing so it's like, I didn't even have time to think about it. You know, I just like, I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Right. And that's where that impulsiveness is great because I don't have time to think, I just do. And because of that, I've done a lot of things that I wouldn't have done if I were to have that lack of impulsiveness, you know. Sure. I think that's either I'm on or off. Like, either I doubt myself and I don't want to do it or I do it and I'll gun-ho. And it's like, along the way, I have moments where I'm like, I probably shouldn't have acted quite so impulsively, but like, hey, we're doing this. Let's do it. Clearly, right. there's a reason why right. I did this. You know, negative impulsive behavior would be like having an OWI, positive impulsive behavior is like making a change in the world. So right. it's like the duality.
0: Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to be able to, you know, understand that and, and kind of know that self awareness kind of riff, riff off of that. Yeah. And just yeah. kind of do it and figure it out because some people i mean yeah you, maybe you spend instead of spending months and months and months analyzing how and mm-hmm. what and why you're just like i do that afterwards fuck like, it, like i do that now. afterwards
1: like like fuck you know if i would have planned that out better maybe it would have had a better end goal but
0: sure but you did it i did it it's a it's a thing in the world
1: no taking it back <laughs>
0: no absolutely yeah no believe me every Every time I uh, <laughs> record something, I'm like, I should have thought about that a little bit. Okay, you can gone. edit it. Uh well I'll do a little bit, but <laughs> edit and then see you later. Sure. It's gone. So do you feel so you feel like you're in a pretty good spot? Very right good now spot. For you know, considering.
1: Oh yeah. It's all about, you know, how you I look at it. It's all about perspective. I think mm-hmm. you had a talk about perspective once. It's kind of important. It right? is. Um, it's huge. Um, and so, yeah, you know, is my life perfect? Fuck no. Will it ever be? Probably not. But so long as, you know, you just stay optimistic, attitude or gratitude, I always say attitude or gratitude is, you know, it's powerful shit. And it Mm -hmm. really is like, that's probably my biggest mantra, but it really is. You know, when you have that perspective of things are good, things will be good. Sure. If you are like, having a bad day and you wallow it your days is gonna get worse
0: yeah yeah so it usually does your day, your day kind of follows along that I've yeah. those veg out days where I'm just uh-huh. like I'm tired from the world and yeah. I just don't want to so I'm gonna sit here on the couch all day right and I have kids so they wake pretty me pretty up and they're
1: like time. all right you know so it's like
0: today's gonna this. be a
1: good day you know because if I'm crappy they're gonna be crappy and when they're crappy it's just a downward spiral so right if I want my day to be good I gotta start good
0: sure so do you feel like if you're having a down day and they're and they're around, you're having them, does that kind of help you kick out of it a little bit? Hmm. You don't have a choice Good or question. It, yeah.
1: Um, so kinda of going back to the summer when I had every day was a down day. Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed, you know, <sighs> my parenting technique is I try to stay very transparent with my kids. Okay. So when they see I'm down I'll try to hold strong for them, but I also think it's important for them to see that I also have human emotions, that right. I have bad days. Um, and so, yes, I do try to stay positive for them, but at the same time, I think it's important for them to realize, like, not every day is going to be perfect. And it's so funny that, you know, there's some days when my daughter gets home from school and she's like, Mom, I just had an awful day today, you know, and at that age, an awful day is when her pencil broke, in, you know, in class, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, but what was good about your day, you know, and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I do try to stay positive, but when I have a down day, it's just, yeah, you just got to turn it around.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have, um, do you have like a, tell me about like a happy day? Like what's your, do you have like a every happy day is, place? Every day is a happy okay, day. Okay, perfect. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know if you've ever seen the Lego movie.
0: Bits and p. I haven't watched. Sorry, I haven't watched the whole Lego movie. The new movie. one. Yeah. Not
1: the new one, but the, uh-huh. the 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 first one is that there's like this. I resonate so much with this. There's the unicorn kitty where she's in Happy Land. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't remember what. It, I think it was called Happy Land where it's like they're just happy and bouncing around and there's no rules and, you know, and, and, and it's funny. So it's unicorn cats guiding these lego people through these different dimensions and so they go through this one happy cloud and and she's hopping around and she's like there's no rules and there's no this and no this and no this and uh the one girl was like you know you just said there's you know no 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 this many times and she's like and there's also no consistency and it's like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's what I'm talking about like you know so yeah every day is a happy day you know I just I try not to get down on it um with everything going on, I think the only thing I can do is just stay positive and keep optimistic. Yeah. So, what was the question? Walk me through a happy day.
0: Or, what was your? What's your happy place?
1: A happy place. Sitting in my car. Okay. That's my favorite place to be.
0: Are there other people in it? No. Okay. No. So you in your car?
1: Me and my car, listening to music or not listening to music, just reading a book, and that's because. You know, I don't know if your question was trying to, like, more of a mental question, but I'm going to answer it physical. like my car. Um, My kids are driving me nuts. I go sit in my car. Okay. Um, You know, um, it's just that place where it's, like, your own little world where you're just by yourself, and you, it's just, it's a controlled environment. And that kind of goes back to being kind of an introverted person where, um, you know, I'm, I'm outgoing, I love people, and part of, you know, and having this disorder, too, it's like, you know, I love people I have bouts of really big highs, but then it's like, fuck, I got to like rejuvenate. And so right. I find my car to be the best place where I know it's like, it's just this, this place where I can just
0: mm-hmm. be. You're just, yeah, you can kind of. Ignore yeah, Recharge the everything. batteries, mm-hmm. kind of get in your own world. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I agree too. Like, and I, I, I can imagine. So I, obviously there's no kids running around here. <laughs> um, so I, I get that here Yeah. so it would be kind of like it's just like me coming home when mm-hmm. there's okay I can put music on I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. I don't have to interact with people if I don't want to mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I choose to anyway I don't know why I do that um,
1: is that a little self-sabotage
0: <laughs> maybe a little bit <laughs> maybe a little bit um, I will f- thank you very much for being here with me and listening to my interview with Sylvia Sylvia thank you very much I appreciate you trusting me to conduct that interview with you and our conversations leading up to and post interview. I wish you the best of luck and look forward in look forward to checking in with you soon. And everyone else, I have if you have if you'd like to be a part of this and would like to possibly get interviewed with me or just have a part on this show, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Facebook, yelling at birds on Facebook or Yelling at Birds podcast on Facebook, I am on Patreon. Uh, Feel free to reach out. Give me a follow. I appreciate it all. I appreciate you guys being here. Have a great week.